surely but what is it surely but surely i forgot the term but we are getting the hang of this live show so boys and girls welcome to the real life on the bass kayak and beers podcast we're gonna have a great show for you today guys i got robert randolph from uh the faith co-host of the face and fishing podcast and we're gonna have a fun episode we're gonna be talking um kind of little segment that i like um called uh buy or sell i've always enjoyed sports talk and sports radio debate shows um and i think i always wanted to do something like that but obviously keep it fun keep it clean keep it entertaining and talk about not just some of the hot topics in kayak fishing but also in kind of pop culture and American sports and all that. So today I'm going to have Robert Randolph joining me. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. As a reminder, if you're not already following us, you can follow us on Bass Kayak and Beers on YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram. I don't do TikTok anymore, so don't even look for me there. So if you do TikTok. But yeah, basically that's going to be the three social media uh, platforms that I'm going to be uh, concentrating on so again you can find us in bass kayak and beers also if you are new to our program we do have a live show every thursday called the real life hosted by yours truly your boy armando and we also have the advanced kayak angler which airs on our podcast streaming platforms every wednesday that is with dan perry who has happened to have a great season in alabama like he is killing it at the local trails so he always has Great knowledge, great guests to share tips and tricks to help you in your kayak fishing experience. And of course, this episode also airs every Monday morning on our podcast streaming platform. If you're happening to be listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you give us your five-star reviews, leave us a comment, let us know how we're doing. If you have any ideas for a subject, a guest that you want to listen to our, our podcast, whether it's the live show or the advanced kayak angler, feel free to suggest. We would love to hear from you. But anyways, uh, what do we have going on before we bring our next guest? I haven't gone fishing again. It's still hot. It's still expected to be in the hundreds by the time September rolls around. I'm going to go into my weather app here and just check out. Man, it is expected to be 108, 106 all week. And by Thursday, September 7th, it's still going to be expected to be in the hundreds. So this has... No signs of letting up, and it really kind of sucks to go out fishing when it's this hot. But anyways, that's it. Uh, I am digging a golden mustache from Oak Highland Brewery. I think that's a local brewery here in Texas. If you ever drink that beer, let me know your thoughts on it. So anyways, let's get in our special guest for today, Mr. Robert Randolph. How you doing, man? Hey, man, doing great. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to coming up to the podcast. Um, for those that are listening or watching, it was funny because, as you know, Robert, you host or your co-host of a podcast as well. And you know how it is. Sometimes things happen. Guests can't make the show and you're scrambling to find somebody to come in at the last minute. So, you know, got in contact with you. I really want to bring Cam Steele and you uh, because I know you both host the Faith and Fishing pod podcast and talk about um, your podcast. So I definitely thank you for taking time to come in short notice man oh yeah hey that's no problem it worked out well so we we taped an episode last night and uh my connection wasn't very good so uh, i didn't get a, a whole lot of hosting done last night i got more listening done 
but um, I was free tonight, so I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you hit my hit my number. So appreciate I, it. I appreciate you, man. So for those that don't know, you haven't heard from Robert Randolph or the Face and Fishing Podcast or the other projects that you're working on. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you got going on, buddy. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, based out of North Carolina, um, right south of Raleigh. Um, like you said, I, I co-host the Faith and Fishing podcast with Cam Steele. Uh, we put that put that out every week. Um, it, it normally drops on Tuesdays, and uh, I've been doing that with him for a little over a year. So I've probably been on forty plus episodes of that with him. And uh, originally from Tennessee. Uh, around Kentucky Lake, Lake Barkley. So grew up fishing, uh, fishing both of those and uh, fishing the Tennessee River, Cumberland River. Um, and then uh, was in the restaurant business for a long time and moved around quite a bit and ended up south of Raleigh and started uh, bass fishing uh, Jordan Lake and uh, Harris, uh, Sharon Harris. You've seen those on the MLF heavy hitters. Uh, those are 15 minutes uh from my house. So both of those lakes are great and started fishing those out of a bass boat and, uh, also enjoy doing a little hunting, a little duck hunting. So, uh, uh, we were hunting ducks out of kayaks and I got lazy one day and didn't want to hook the boat up and just decided to take my duck hunting kayak fishing. And it wasn't long after that, that I sold the boat and just went straight kayaks for fishing and hunting because, there's something about being on the water and it's to me, it's so much better than being in a boat. So my whole life I fished out of a boat until, um, 2020, 2019, something like that. And, um, you know, like I said, just got lazy one day and threw that duck hunting kayak in there and then just kind of been hooked on the kayak, uh, scene ever since. And, uh, where I live at Cam Steele's not far from me. We had fished some local events together and uh got to know each other and actually i reached out to him and told him you know if he was ever in the area to uh hit me up and we'd fish and he was like oh well where do you live at and i told him we're actually you know only like seven miles apart from where we live and we didn't know that um so we fished in uh, a couple of uh times together and and then he was looking for a co-host to show kind of um you know, breathe some fresh air into it last year. And we've had a ball this past year, having a ton of guests on and we have a whole lot of fun with that and, and talk about fishing, talk about people's faith and just kind of how those two things mesh together. And, uh, got that project, you know, rolling and kind of under my belt and, um, started a new project a couple months back called kayak fishing spotlight. <clears throat> so I put out normally, uh, one episode a week of that. And what that show is about is, um, it's, I really make it for YouTube and I'm kind of am trying to go toward being a sports center type deal for kayak fishing and kind of show some highlights of the week. And I feature three YouTube channels on there and show clips of their YouTube channels to, uh, just try to get the word out about different YouTube channels and different creators because like on mine, uh, I have the same people come up in my feed all the time, which is great. I love watching them. But then when you really start researching kayak fishing channels, there are 
so many. I mean, I, I can't even put a number on it, but I find new ones each week and, and they're great. These people are putting out great content. So I'm featuring three of those each week. Um, I do put that out in a podcast form as well. And it's just, you know, it's just the audio version of the YouTube uh, deal on that. So kind of getting my feet wet on that. It's got 10 episodes up, up of that. Um, so that's kind of that in a nutshell. Uh, fished some a uh, couple national series uh, last year. Fished three Hobie BOSs uh, last year, uh, 2022. 2023, I've stayed closer to home and uh, just done some local stuff. Um, got a tournament coming up uh, this Friday, which probably this will it'll already be done by the time this airs. But feeling pretty good about that. Did a little bit of pre-fishing today. So um, hopefully that will go well. So that's kind of that in a nutshell. Um, yeah, I like the idea what you're doing about doing like a sports radio, but for um, kayak fishing. And I think it, I think it's a good idea. And I've I enjoyed some of the videos that you come up with it. So congratulations yeah, yeah, to I'm you on that, man. Trying to put some shorts out and uh, just kind of captioning some stuff from uh, some of those clips. And, uh, you know, some of them do really well and, and then some of them don't do anything. So it's, it's funny to me to watch how that reacts. And you can put the same short. You can put it on YouTube and then you can put it on Instagram and it does two totally different things. It, it can do great on Instagram reels and then it can bomb on YouTube shorts and vice versa, the same clip. So it's kind of funny to me to figure out the algorithms yeah. and what makes each one tick and um, kind of neat. Yeah, it happened to me too on today. Like lately, the last few reels that I put have gone done pretty well. And today I decided I'm going to post two of them. Then I post the second one and it's crickets. And I'm like, yeah. I thought the second one was going to do better, but you know, there's so many stuff variables going through that. So, but anyways, let's jump right in into the meat and potatoes of the show. So for those that are joining us right now, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to have like a little debate show, kind of what you, maybe you watch or listen on radio and TV sports, uh, sports talk. And the segment is going to be buy or sell. We're going to be talking about, some of the hot tops in kayak bass fishing and also in American sports and music and Randolph will put his two cents on it. I'll, I'll put my two cents on it. And basically it's either buy the idea of this or sell the idea. No, this is not going to work or no, it's not as, as what well, it's not as good as we think it is. So you ready for this, Robert? Oh yeah. Let's rock and I roll. Rock and roll. All right. So let's start with a little with with the hottest topic right now. Adventure Kayak Series, um, which is, I guess, hosted by Drew Gregory and a couple of other guys. Adventure Kayak Series, long-term success or bust? Buyers, no, let me tweet it with this. Buy the idea the Adventure Kayak Series is going to have long-term success. Oh, yeah, I'm buying that. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, I think uh, there's a there's a lot of things in play with that. Uh, there are a ton of positives um, just listening to the live stream last night and uh, following up and listening to some more of it today. Um, there's so many positives with that whole series and there's so many positives with uh, the people behind that, um, that it, it's going to be uh, hard pressed to fail. I think um, it's, and I think there's some there's some nuggets out there that's going to make it successful. Namely, um, possibly if you do well, you could get some TV exposure. Yep. Um, and I think that's a big 
a big ticket item. And I think, um, I know we're going to talk about a few other things and I think those big ticket items where you can get your name out there is going to be what keeps tournament series and, and whatever series successful from here on out. I think you're going to have to offer something like that. And so far, the best way to get your name out has been the Hobie BOS, um, you know, until, until this year. And that, that, Dynamic may be shifting some as well, but the kayak adventure series, I feel like is going to be a win for everybody. It's going to be a win for, um, the anglers. Uh, it's going to be a win for people trying to get into the uh, kayak fishing. Um, it just, there's so many different, uh, things to get your attention with that. And I think it's going to bring a lot of people, um, back that used to do some river bass and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had the pleasure to meet some people that were um, early in the series and river bass. And um, I got the chance to share an AB, Airbnb with Drew Gregory and, and some of his, uh, some of his close friends at Santee Cooper um, last year. And some of those guys are great anglers. They weren't even fishing the Hobie BOS. They came down just to hang out and fish and they're like, ah, yeah, ah, we don't really like the tournament scene. You know, we kind of liked it when it was river bassing. And I'm talking about these dudes are sticks. Yep. And I was like, what do you mean you're not fishing? And they're like, no, we're just going fun fishing and hanging out with Drew. Um, but lo and behold, I'm looking at the comments last night. And one of them, you know, was commenting on the whole kayak adventure. So I think you're going to see some people get back into it that, you know, like the idea Um and kind of the festival type atmosphere and the fun of it. Uh, not that the other series aren't, and there are pockets of that. Uh, but I think the fun and uh, kind of the cornhole and, and stuff like that, I think it's in smaller pockets and you're kind of on your own for coming up with that. Whereas with, with this, it sounds like it's going to be put together uh, for everybody and there's going to be some events and, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. Um, but what about you? You you buying or you selling? I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying. I think it's going to be successful, and I hope it is successful. I did watch like yourself. I watched part of it last night and part of it and finished it up today. Uh, one of the things that I liked about it, and I give props to Drew Gregory. You know, it went. It didn't went the whole route. We against them. You know, motor guys, big bass tournament, national trail versus us, the little guy. Like I think, and I we're. I don't say guilty of it, but that subject has been talked about in our podcast and has been talked about in a lot of kayak fishing podcasts. And I think there is, you know, there's room for a healthy discussion, but I think also when you promote that debate too much, it kind of creates division on it. And I think we have to move past that. And what Drew Gregory is doing is putting his money where his mouth is. And I applaud him for that. He's like, he's not just complaining about, you know, the rule changes which I'm not saying he's complaining, but he's has made his case of what he doesn't like about the rule changes. But in turn, now he has a product, which it doesn't say, well, we're going to be just a creek fisherman or we're going to be the river fisherman. Like, it's very wide open, you know. Um, Some people are going to like that. Some people are don't. But what, like you mentioned, it is putting the fun back in kayak fishing tournaments. 
And not that I don't have fun on national trails. Like I love the Bassmaster Kayak Series. I love the Hobie BOS. But really, when it comes down to how much you're paying for an entry fee and how much money's on the line, the fun in it is competing. There is to me, it all depends on the crowd that you hang out with. The crowd that I usually room with is very business approach. It's like we're getting up early to go pre-fishing at before, like at 4 a.m. We're going to go fishing for until sundown. Then we're going to go home. We're going to rig and we're going to go to bed as early as we can. And we're going to, there's no room for like, let's have a beer. Let's hang out. Let's play in cornhole. It is very, very, very business approach. And what you mentioned, the adventure kayak series, from what I can tell, they're really putting like making a family atmosphere, bring your wife, bring your kids, have fun. Um, I like all of the ideas that they brought up. Um, you and I were talking about this. What I find interesting is what's going to be the draw to this tournament? Because when you talk about a Hobie BOS and the Bassmaster Kayak Series, the draw is, you know, people, anglers want to get sponsors, anglers competing for money, anglers competing for AOI. They're willing to put up the seven, 10, eight, 10 hour drives to make it to this place. What I thought was interesting is I think only one trail, and Robert, correct me if I'm wrong, only one trail is actually going to be in the southeast, which is, has always been traditionally bass fishing, you know, uh, heaven. Like, that's where bass fishing started. That's where all the trails do better. It's the south and southeast uh, states, and this is going to be a lot of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and I think Georgia. So I'm curious to see. I don't. I've never traveled to those places for fishing or for kayak fishing. So I'm not. I'm not in tune. I I don't know what's the population of people out there that actually love going on creek fishing, and fishing those tournaments. And is it? I'm sure they are. But is the population big enough to attract people, local anglers, to fish those tournaments? Because I don't think that many people are going to travel, especially when you consider like the payout we talked about. It's going to be spread a little bit thin. Like there's multiple ways you can win, like the smallest bass, the big bass. So there's from what I guess from what I see, the entry fees are a lot cheaper. Um, There's not going to be this huge payout. So the attraction is not going to be, hey, I'm going to win. I could win $10,000 where I get in the money. I'm going to win $1,000. The attraction, I think it's going to be, I'm going to go over there and just have fun. Yes. I, I think you're exactly right. Is is I think they're banking on the fun part of it. And yep. I, I think there's, there's so many different pieces to this series that um, it may end up being a, a, a slight, it's going to be hard to manage all of the pieces to it yep. as far as what I can see. But I do know that there's multiple people working on it. I do know that Drew Gregory is one of the smartest yes. um, guys in kayak fishing, and and he'll figure out how to put all these things together. But I I almost think to make it work the way he wants it to work, that you have to have all of these pieces working together in order to get the final product. You have to have the festival type atmosphere. You have to have a kayak company coming out doing demos and 
you know, if you get people in that local community to come out and you get, you get a hundred people to go and try out whatever brand kayak is there, there's going to be people that are going to end up buying that kayak. And there's going to be people that get into the sport because this kayak adventure series came to their, you know, local river or lake. And so you have to have that part of it. You have to have, you know, the tournament part of it to, to get the bigger names there. Um, I do like the way that he's including, or, or they are including rivers and lakes on most yep. stops, except for the Susquehanna, which you don't need a lake for that. That's an awesome fishery. So, um, I, I like all the pieces to it. It's going to take a lot of things to get to work together. I like the fact that, you know, they're going to ask people to film and they're going to show that yes. at, you know, at the award ceremony. And that in itself is a huge undertaking. What they're trying to do there is, Hey, get us these video clips and we're going to put together some montage for everybody to watch on a live stream during the award ceremony. That is a huge undertaking to put together all those video clips uh, in order to make that work. I mean, you do some editing, I do some editing, but nothing on the scale it has to be done that fast. Um, so there's a ton of different moving pieces. And I think that's why you're going to see for this first year in 2024. I think that's probably why you, you, you saw the locations that, that we saw when they announced it is because a, a lot of those guys are closer, more to the North. And I think, you know, you, you only have the one down in Georgia, which they're not scared to travel, but if you're starting for the first year, it probably is a little bit smarter to have things closer to home yeah, where you can manage all those different pieces and get it off the ground and get everything working right. Because the last thing you want to do is start something and not have it run the way you want to, because Lord knows there will drag you. <laughs> yeah, This community will drag you if, yep. if, you know, for the slightest mistake. And, um, you know, so, I'm excited about it. Um, I definitely am going to try to make the one in Georgia and the next closest one to me will be the one that's in Northern Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm definitely hoping that those two line up where I can make those. Um, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. So we both buy the idea that this is going to be long-term success. I'm excited. I really think if they keep that festival style mentality, I can see this going really big. Would it be as big as the Bassmaster Kayak Series? Probably not, but it doesn't need to be. There's no need to compare it. It, it can be its own thing and still have success. Success is depending on what they do and not what other people do. But yeah, I'm excited. But that is a good segue to my next buy or sell. Buy or sell Adventure Kayak Series in two years, it's going to be bigger than KBF. Oh, yeah, that's a buy. Uh, the <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, um, I think the the biggest appeal to KBF, I think there's two appeals left to KBF. One is the 10 and the I 10 know. house. Um, so I think that is, is still a huge, um, you know, accomplishment for those 10 guys that get to, or, or girls, the 10 anglers that get to go to the 10 house. Um, and the other thing that they have kind of a foothold on are the online side of the tournaments, which if you go watch any YouTube uh, kayak beginner tournament 
video, the first or the second thing they're going to mention besides buying a kayak is you need to start out with an online tournament and KBF has them in every state. So that's the easiest ones to join. Uh, So I think the online tournament will keep that afloat some. And I think the 10 house um, will keep that afloat for a bit, but you've seen the numbers go down this year already. And then the kayak adventure series hasn't even started. And so, you know, there's only so many weekends in the year and I don't think it's going to be a, a money issue. I think it's going to come down to a time versus how many anglers there are and how many stops that you can get to physically for some of these, uh, maybe there's 20 or so that are doing this, what I call full time. Um, but how many of those 20 or 30 can get to these, all these four different trails that somebody's going to have to suffer. And to me, it, it would be KBF first. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think KBF ever goes back and I'm, and I'm not dissing on it. Like I wish KBF would be back to its golden age, you know, golden years. I, love the fact that we would have a national trail that would have the name of the community kayak bass fishing and represents kayak bass fishing versus a manufacturing company like hobie bos or a boat tournament uh company uh you know uh company or provider such as Bassmaster, which you know we know it provides just it was its main thing is providing a tournament service for bass boarders so having kbf be our own thing I think it's something like a pride and joy, but unfortunately it is what it is. And we're not going to get into details of why it's going downhill. It's just, we all recognize it is. And I think, you know, with the, like we mentioned with the addict fact that the adventure kayak series, it seems like they're really going to put an emphasis on putting the fun back in this tournament fishing. I think in two years, I'll, it'll be, it'll probably be the third. Well, maybe fourth. Cause we also have the, we also have now, the uh, native bass power hour, which is another one that's growing leaps and bounds. And I think it's going to keep growing. So like you said, I think more than anything, when it comes to national trails, the, that one is going to be the one taking its KBF place, the native bass power hour, which leads me into the third one. And I didn't prepare you for this one. I just thought about this one. Native bass power hour. By the idea that it's going to be as popular as the Hobie BOS and the Bass Bass Kaya series in two years, um, I would say I'm not going to buy that idea. Um, I don't think it's going to be as big as those two, but I think just like Adventure Kayak Series, I think the Native No Limit is its own deal. Yeah, and um, I was lucky enough to get to fish the pilot tournament for that in. November with Queen City because uh, I'm about two and a half, three hours from Charlotte. And, uh, um, you know, we, we on some Facebook groups and stuff together with, uh, with Queen City and, and Vinny put it out there. Hey, we're doing this tournament. And it was, um, I think the first or second week in November and it was already pretty chilly. And, uh, you know, a bunch of guys from central North Carolina were like, Hey, let's go do this, man. It sounds fun. MLF style. And we, we didn't even really know, like he didn't bill it as, Oh, we're doing this test product. He would just said, Hey, this is a new thing we're doing. Let's see what it does. And then we didn't find out until later on that 
you know, they, it was a test tournament for the whole series for the upcoming year. So I think that that is, is a standalone deal. And I think that it is so different from what everybody else is doing. I think what you're going to end up with is the, the native big bass power hour. And you can take that anywhere you want to go. And I think it has shown that it's going to get some pretty good numbers yep. anywhere you take it. Um, California, I think they had close to 200. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pro- that may be the biggest regular tournament that they've ever had out there. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I was hoping that some of the other trails would see that and, and maybe make a loop back out there. Maybe they've got some numbers now that they didn't have a few years back. But, um, you know, anywhere you take that, you're going to have people sign up because the draw to that is every hour is a thousand dollars or somewhere yep. around that, according to how many people sign up. If you hook that big bass for that hour, boom, thousand dollars. There's so many different people getting paid on that, that, I mean, it, it's a fun deal. I didn't do, I didn't do good in it. Um, but, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun fishing it. So I think you're going to see that's going to stand on its own. I think the kayak adventure series is going to stand on its own. I think those two things are different from the Hobie BOS and the Bassmaster. I think the Hobie BOS has been king of the hill for a long time. And I think AJ does such a great job of running that series. I don't think that you're going to see them suffer very much. I think it's going to keep him on his toes to make sure he keeps doing what he has done in the past and putting on a quality tournament at quality venues and lakes. And I think that now Bassmaster is, is doing some of the same things. You've got Steve Owens over there running that, and he is putting together, a, again, a quality tournament in quality places. And, you know, all anglers want is to get the information out and have a, a solid tournament, a well-run tournament, and they're going to show up for it, especially when you have the Bassmaster name. We all grew up watching the Bassmaster on TV, the Bassmaster Classic. Everybody wants to get a piece of that and get on that Bassmaster stage at the Classic from a kayak. Any way that you can get there, that's what all bass fishermen dream of. So to me, all they needed was somebody that can run it halfway decent, and it's going to be successful. And and Steve is doing more than than running halfway yeah, more decent. More than he's, halfway he's, decent, yeah. He's doing a great job. I'm not saying that he's not, but I'm saying they have what everybody wants. They just needed to get that tournament series in the end zone, and I think Steve Owens has done that for him. And I think you're going to continue to see that grow. I think next year you're going to see those numbers grow even more, and you're going to start to see them having to put some caps on some things um, to to control the numbers. I would say. Yeah. I buy the idea that the Native Bass Power Hour can draw, be as popular as far as drawing the numbers, similar to Hobie BOS and Bassmaster Characters. What I don't think you'll see is a lot of the quote-unquote PKA, professional kayak anglers. They're Russ Snyder's, Cody Milton's, Christine Fisher's of the world, where they travel the whole country, you know, fishing these tournaments. I don't think they'll have time for it, especially there's no AOI. There's not that media coverage that you go with Bassmaster Kayak Series and a little bit the, the Hobie BOS. So, but having said that, we talked about this in the pre-recording. That's like out of 150 anglers that signed up, maybe 20 
in base case scenarios, 30 are going to be part of those anglers that travel the whole states fishing for tournaments. But what about the other 100, 120? Those are either local anglers or regional anglers that are, are that are there not for AOI, but just a chance to compete at the at the championship or the whether it's Bassmaster or the OBBOS. So there's a bigger community, like the broader community. I would say like 80% of the community is local and regional anglers that are not interested in AOI. That's where I think the native bass power hour can, those are the anglers that are going to go to these tournaments. Um, and because there's a lot of money. And also when I think it, when it gets to like 150, there three kayaks are giving away. Yes. Three yes. kayaks. No trail does that. Not the Bassmaster Kayak Series, not the Hobie BOS. You give away three kayaks per tournament yep. as long as they, they put the numbers. So, yeah, I yeah. buy the idea that they could be, numbers-wise, they can be as popular. Now, you did mention um, Steve Owens. Buy or sell. Steve Owens is the main reason why Bassmaster Kayak Series is considered probably arguably the number one trade national trail right now we think about this when you think about what it was <laughs> last year it was a joke last year that was a joke and it was about it was averaging like what 20 30 anglers maybe a little bit more than 30 but yeah, last it was, year was, it was more than that but it but it, it was, was um yeah the 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 lakes weren't as good and i just we, Here's what I, you want me to tell you what the yeah. difference is. I'm going to tell you what the difference what is. The difference. So, well, well, let me, before you get in there, I know <laughs> that the, we know the differences, but I want you to say it. But it also is who brought those differences. Like, is Steve Owens <laughs> responsible for those differences? And yeah, this no, you, why the, you're not, you, you don't know, you don't know where I'm going to go with this. I think Steve Owens is the right guy for the job. And I think that, like I, like I said before, I was talking about the other uh, trails, the native big bass, Bassmaster already has what everybody wants. They have the name. Everybody grew up watching, watching that. So all, they needed somebody to come in there and they need somebody to run it the right way, which Steve Owens is doing. But I would tell you the biggest, the biggest single thing that I think made the numbers jump and you know you can look at the society that we live in today and it's like this with a lot of things but the number one catalyst I'll say for what people sign up for is KBN Kayak Bass Nation oh that's interesting and what those guys what those guys promote and not only not just Jeff and Ryan okay and they're some of the best dudes in kayak fishing Okay, but that whole um, aura and persona that the KBN Facebook page and sometimes a live show, and mo most of it is the guests and the people in the comments. It's not necessarily Ryan and Jeff, um, but I would tell you right now that if if those guys aren't on board with it, probably not going to be successful. Those guys were not on successful. board. Or as successful, those guys, those guys were not on board with Bassmaster before, and I think rightly so. I think what they do is they provide a platform to point out where things could be better because they want the sport to be successful. And then I think you have a lot of people jumping on that bandwagon, so to speak, and and maybe you know in the comments they do too much bashing sometimes, but 
like I said, it's not usually Jeff or Ryan. It's usually people in yeah. the comments, but yeah. they're going to hold people accountable. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, if you're not putting on a quality tournament, if you're not paying people on time, if you're not doing those things, it's going to get pointed out there. So I think ba- Bassmaster was really smart in putting somebody that are in the good graces of KBN in charge <laughs> of that because automatically you've got, oh, yeah, hey, Steve O's in charge. Hey, it's going to get fixed. And, you know, it did get fixed, but now you have He did make decisions, yeah. It's oh, not yeah, like he yeah. jumped in and did the same thing John Stewart was doing. Oh no, no. He he made a you know, he made things a lot better and he did what he said he was gonna do, and that's all people want. But if um if KBN is not behind you, uh number one, there's a reason for it if they're not behind you, but number two, you're you're probably like you said, not gonna be as successful. So um, uh, you know, kudos to to Steve Owens for coming in and you know, really given us a platform that we can really draw attention to the world of kayak bass fishing because you you have more coverage from those guys really than anybody because let's let's face it there's some some bass and I'm not talking about professional bass anglers that are fishing the elites or MLF those guys are pretty in tune with some of these pro kayak anglers that we have but just your average weekend boat fisherman they're not paying attention to Hobie BOS. They're just not, but they do. They will see when something's published by Bassmaster and say, Oh, Hey, this thing was, uh, you know, this was at the week of the classic and here's your top people on stage. They do see that. And then you get some people like me who convert like, Hey, you know what? Let's try this kayak thing. And once you try it, you're going to sell your boat. They say, I don't own a boat, but they say the happiest the, the two happiest days of, of a boat owner is the day he buys it and the day he sells it. You can attest to that if that's true or not. Oh, yeah. That's, no doubt. But, yeah, so I think we kind of agree and disagree in the same in odd way. I think it is, like you mentioned, all those factors go along with what you said, but it still boils down to, like, comes down to Steve Owen. Steve Owen's not there. KBN is not backing it up. But that's not, not to say that the only reason it wasn't successful before was because of KBN. It was not successful, but I guess it wasn't run right. It was just, it was not run correctly. You know, blame what you oh, want yeah. to blame for it, but it, yeah. it was not. And now it is. And I think because, and that, I think that still boils down to doing the right hiring, which was uh, Steve Owens. So to that point, let's segue into the Hobie BOS. Cause we've, I've noticed that the Hobie BOS and I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm going to say they're averaging somewhere between 15 and 20 attendings, attendees less or anglers less than last year. Buy or sell the idea that the rule changes, merging the rule changes with KBF and Bassmaster Kayak Series is the number one reason why Hobie BOS, it's not that it's struggling, but it's not doing as well as it did last year. Oh, you think the, because they all got together and adopted the same rules or, or close to the same? Uh, the, this is the, what there I'm, are some. Well, they're they're pretty much the same. What I yeah. mentioned in it, and and I know I came out of the left field with this one because we didn't talk this about the pre-recording, but I had this conversation with Steve Owens. Like the Hobie BOS was by far the most popular trail last year. It wasn't even close. 
Bassmasters CAC series was in shambles. KBF was still trending downward. It had been for a couple of years, but it, it was still trending downwards. Um, and Hobie BOS, because like, well, okay, everybody was kind of like jumping in on the Hobie BOS bandwagon. The rule changes happened. And the rule changes, in my opinion, affected Hobie BOS more than any other trail because more than anything, the launch, designated launch. Now, if you're on a paddle kayak and you can't have a motor. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, paddle kayak, not a pedal kayak. So if you don't have a pedal kayak, you have a paddle, a Crescent Sholey, uh Bonafide RV 119, you can't have a motor, you're going to have to paddle your way to, the, to your spot. You're also going to have to fight with current wind and which means your hands are busy. So the rules affected more than anything, Hobie POS, more than the other two trails, because in the other two trails, you can still have a motor. So that's that I buy okay. that idea, but I'll let you dive into what do you, do you buy that idea as well? Um, that may be, that may be part of it. Um, I think uh, the first Hobie BOS I fished was on Toledo bend and I, I was in a, a bona fide SS 127 with, you know, there's no motor, no pedal. So I was paddling, which I, before on all the other tournaments, I run an XI three on the front, but I practiced with my motor at, at Toledo Bend. It was great. Uh, I found enough stuff where that I thought was close to where I was putting in at that I would be okay. But when the wind came, I couldn't, I couldn't hold on my spot. You know, you just can't paddle and hold on a spot and fish. Whereas if you can pedal or motor, you can hold on a spot long enough to get a few casts in. So I, I do, I do agree with you, but I think that if the people wanted to fish that they would do what I did and go buy a pedal kayak. Uh, so that's after that on the, after the first day, the wind was blowing so, so bad. I, I was like, well, when I get back home, uh, we're going to get in a pedal kayak. And that's, that's what Hobie that's what the Hobie BOS is designed for. I yep. think it's designed to sell it. Hobie. It's designed to sell Hobie kayaks because it's it's the best pedal kayak out there, in my opinion. I don't. I still fish out of a Bonafide, and I I love it. But you know, you you look at the difference in who's fishing out of what. I would be feel safe to say that the Hobie PA fourteen is probably your number one kayak. So I think that series is built to sell Hobie kayaks and i think it's doing what they want it to do so i think the rule changes and i, I get what you're saying about having to pedal or i'm sorry paddle further from your from your put-ins um I, I, that probably cost them a few but i think what cost them more than that was the Bassmaster series coming up and you you only have you know some of these like regional anglers you only have so many weekends you can go. And, and I know when the, all the schedules come out in November, December, whenever they start putting them out, it may be even before that I put them all on the calendar and I'll get out a map and I'll see what's closest to me. And honestly, it's what I think I can get to on what weekends and, and where those lakes are is pretty much determines what I'm going to fish. It's not Bassmaster or KBF or, or Hobie or, you know, native, you can throw the other ones in there. It's going to be, what can I get to? Um, so I think, I think that plays in more of it than the, 
ramp situation, but I, I do think that cost them some, but I think more than not, the Bassmaster series doing better cost them some people. And I think too, that people went back to work. Um, even in 2022, uh, you had people working from home and you, you can, you can work from home wherever you want to fish from. Yeah. Uh, so I think that probably caused everybody some, but I also think the sport is growing tremendously. And I think those numbers are going to keep backfilling in, um, you know, and I, I think you'll see them keep stealing, um, from local trails. I think people that fish locally, uh, that's a great thing, but I think you get, you have so many, I know there's people around here who could compete nationally. They just don't have the time to, or they don't want to. And I'm sure it's the same way where you're at. There are yeah. some sticks that only fish these local events that I'm like, Oh my gosh, you would be in the money in some of these national events. Um, but I think you're going to see some of the, you know, some of that stuff keep backfilling in. I don't think Hobie BOS is going anywhere for the long haul yeah. at all. I think AJ does such a great job. Now you switch out tournament directors, all bets are off. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's more on AJ and Steve for the success of whatever they're going to run. Um, and less on the name of whatever trail it is. I think the people are going to follow where those, um, you know, those tournament directors are running great trails. And I think that's what you're going to see. I agree. I agree. All right. Buy or sell. Not um, brand specific, but bladed jig, the chatterbait, as we call it, the, which is seaman, right? But the bladed jig, buy or sell, the bladed jig being the best lure out there. Not to, not technique specific like not situational specific we're not talking yeah, about that fishing just all around best bait out there so if you're telling me i can only have one thing tied on is it going to be a bladed jig one the, the overall yes yeah that's i'm selling that really no way what no is way. to you the best overall lure out there well, the best that you're going to catch the most fish on is probably a Cinco. Rig it however you want That's to. Um, I, but now, besides a Cinco, I, I think you you have some – I think a bladed jig is right there. I mean, you look at what I, – I fish a bladed jig. I, my personal best is on a Thunder Cricket um, at Jordan Lake, nine pounds, one ounce, or 9.1 pounds, whatever. Um, and so it, they catch fish. Um, there's no doubt about it. But I think it has to be, the timing has to be right. Then they're not going to bite that all the time. So um, you have to be, I think more times than not, you're going to get a bite on a wacky rig Cinco or um, today I was throwing Texas rig Cinco weightless and that's, they were biting that because I was in a lot thicker, you know, debris and, and greenery that I needed to kind of slither that thing through. Um, but overall, if I had to pick one thing to put on there with just one rod and one lure tied on, it's going to be a Cinco rigged however you want to. Uh, and then after that, I think uh, I think your blade to jig probably is number two. But I got some other ones that are close right there with it. Um, you know, I love throwing a spinner bait too. Um, I find myself throwing a spinner bait when I should change to something else, just because 
I just, I don't know. I've always loved throwing a spinner bait and I probably throw it too long. I throw it even when nothing's hitting it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I just like watching the blades go around when it gets close to the kayak. (laughs) That's a good one. All right. That's it. Yeah. I got to hand it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Senko's probably the goat when it comes to the um, lures. I probably should have just said power bait, you know. Yeah, but power bait, I think I think you're right on it. I think there's I think you're right on it. All right, let's switch it up a little bit because I wanted to hit up some of the hot topics and music and sports. And this is something that I saw viral. I am not a country music fan not that i hate it but i've never i don't know any i can't tell you if you tell me name me a country music song i nothing comes off the top of my head but recently i stumbled upon the oliver anthony story and i started listening to his music i'm impressed so my yeah. question is you buy or sell the oliver anthony hype right now uh, yeah, I'm buying that. I mean, I think uh, it's a fresh take on, you know, the thing that I like about it is all these people came at him with a bunch of different contracts yeah. and, you know, all these um, music row people, every label wants to sign them and, you know, he's turning down, you know, millions of dollars. Um, I don't really know how the streaming music works and how, you know, people get paid off of that. I'm not I'm just not really in tune with that but i'm sure he's making money off of how many ever millions of downloads his songs that yeah. have gotten um so yeah i'm i'm buying that all day long i, I hope he continues to write music and uh, i hope he stays true to uh, kind of these first couple of songs i think another one has just you know really caught traction in the last few days i i don't know the name of it nor um, uh Richmond, North of Richmond. Oh yeah, no, yeah, 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 that one. And then another one he just put out is is gaining some traction too. But uh, I don't remember the title of it. But I grew up forty minutes outside of Nashville in Clarksville, Tennessee, when when I was a kid. And then when I started working restaurants, I worked for a company that was based out of Nashville. So I lived in Nashville for quite a while. And um, the the talent that is in that town. Yeah. is unbelievable. Um, and I'm, I'm not talking about the people that you know about. Um, I'm talking about people that used to wait tables for me and we would go to karaoke on, you know, Friday and Saturday night. And man, these people are blowing the doors off of it. And they were waiting tables, washing dishes, whatever. The whole town is full of talent. I, obviously, I know that's not where he's from, but just the the amount of people, talented people that go to Nashville that get their hearts broken you know it's just you got to be the right place the right time and you know now with the way things are social media you can be any anywhere can be the right place at the right time Uh, but he definitely has struck a chord with everybody not only with his vocal ability but the lyrics of the songs that he's writing Um, and I think he put those two things together yeah if he had some stock I'd buy it no doubt Definitely. I, more than anything, what I appreciate about it, it's not, it's not like, okay, this is a social media build up star with no talent and everybody's eating it up. I don't, that is not what it is. Like his, I read his story and of course it's still media. 
So, you know, I, I trust that, that it's true, but you never know, right? Um, we only get what eats and pieces. But what I've read about him, you know, his story of just being down on his luck, you know, kind of like a broken man, you know, down in the dumps and starting to write music that out of the pain and suffering that kind of like he's going through and then resonating with the people. That's what I think about it. But then he's also talented. Like this is not a non-talent person that just happened to fall on a trending subject. This is a very talented, in my opinion, musician that through as organic as it comes, it's just risen to, you know, our version of, or stardom, even though he doesn't want it. So I, or at least not in the way that mainstream media wants him to, to embrace it. So I'm definitely buying that. Now you just said uh, you're for Nashville. So that kind of like segues in the, to the last part, because we're running up to an hour of my buy or sell. Cause if you are a sucker fan, you really got your heart broken over the weekend. And so I have to ask you, buy or sell Lionel Messi hype in the U.S. sports? Uh, yeah, I'm buying that all day long. Um, I, I think, you know, I think soccer in the United States is 20, 30 years behind the rest of the world. I think it's a, it's a great game to watch. Um, it's a great game to play. Um, I think anybody that can draw more attention to that sport um, is is going to be a buy for me because I'm I like I like soccer. I played football, baseball growing up, and um, in high school, my after my sophomore year, my baseball coach was um, probably not not the nicest of coaches, and I decided I didn't want to play for him anymore, and so I just wasn't going to play a spring sport, and uh, my football coach came to me and said, Hey, we need a goalkeeper. And, uh, I said, well, yeah, if it's just catching the ball, I don't, as long as I don't have to run up and down the field and chase the ball, I'm good. If I can stand in the goal and just block it, I'm, I'm your guy. So uh, my junior and senior year, I started on the varsity soccer team as a goalkeeper and man, it was a ton of fun. I wish I played it more growing up. Um, and I think, you know, getting kids involved in, um, any sport really, but I think, uh, you know, I don't think people, have an appreciation for soccer in the United States, like other countries. And I, I think if we can bring more eyes to that, it's a good thing. So I'm buying that. Yeah. I think even if you are not a soccer fan, his presence, like Nashville, like that place was packed. Like it does wonders for the local economy. Just it's crazy how one person can affect the local economy, not just Miami, because he plays for into Miami, but everywhere he goes. Like over the weekend, he was in Nashville playing for uh, the league soccer league's cup tournament, which they won um, against Nashville. And then I think yesterday they played, I guess Cincinnati, which is the number one team in the MLS this year, and he went into um, penalty shootout, and you can see the the Cincinnati stadium was packed like you would think it was an nfl game so i i really think like what he's doing with the sport and the local communities of the, all these smaller towns that don't have enough money to have maybe well cincinnati does have a football and a basketball team 
uh, well, I think an NFL team and has a baseball team. But like, for example, Nashville doesn't have the capital to, to have a baseball team or a football NFL team. So, but they yeah, do Nashville's, have enough cap. Yeah, Nashville's got the Titans. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the, Titans, the Titans. That's are. right. It yeah. does have the Titans. So I do apologize. I forgot about the Titans. Yeah, we stole but, them from Houston. Exactly. From the Houston, <laughs> former Houston Oilers. But all these smaller towns that maybe don't have that capital, like they're, I mean, the presence of this guy, to me, it's a joy to, to see U.S. fans or the U.S. Uh, country embrace Lionel Messi because I've been watching European soccer for years and I've watched Lionel Messi since he was a teenager. And I was like, this guy's he's not even human. Like, I yeah, he's pretty people, amazing. People will roll their eyes at this comment, but if you think Michael Jordan or LeBron James is the greatest athlete in team sports, you have to watch Lionel Messi. Like, it's not even close. Like he's yeah, just, he's, de- he's he's definitely better than LeBron. Oh, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> As far as popularity and dominating a sport, though, it is just, yeah, it is, he's, it's he's amazing. He's otherworldly talent. So I thought I'm you were going to go with the, I thought you were going to go with if you're buying or selling Megan Rapone and her penalty kicking abilities. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. You're not going to you know, touch that one. Yeah, you know <laughs> what that's going to do. Fair pay. <laughs> that's going to lead into all the social political right. stuff that I. <laughs> you're free to express yourself, though. If you want to talk nah. on that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I mean, I just wish she would have hit the penalty kick. I'll just leave it at that. I do. I do think you know. I I see stand up comedians and I see jokes on social media all the time about the WNBA. I've never watched a WNBA game. I don't know if it's good or not, but I hear the joke that it's just like watching your, your you know, uh, your your preteen kids play basketball. I'm not trying to be insulting. That's what I hear. I've never yeah. watched a game. I have watched Women's World Cup, and even though they don't have the athletic ability of the guy, the, the guys doing, that's not me being anti-feminist. It's just the reality. Um, what I do enjoy about the women's soccer is they recognize, okay, I don't, we don't have that athletic ability. So they're very technically sound. And when you watch women's soccer, U.S. women's soccer specifically, man, you watch those World Cup, you're not in awe of the athletic ability like you would see on an NBA. I think that's what the NBA is really reliant on, athletic ability. And I think that's why the WNBA is not as popular because there doesn't have that athletic ability. But football, there's athleticism involved, but it really comes down to solid foundation technique. And women do that just as good as men, obviously not at that higher level, but the right pass at the right time, the, the reads, the cuts, and I think, I mean, women's world soccer, to me, is just as entertaining, to be honest with yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I almost think it's more entertaining than watching yeah. the men play. I mean, because I think there's, like you said, there's a little bit more strategy. Um, I like I like watching the, the women play uh, soccer, and I think the WNBA would be great if they would lower the goals so they could dunk. I mean, yeah. why, why do you watch basketball? You watch basketball to see somebody – you know, throw the hammer down and, and you watch it for the dunks. Um, so I think you lower it down to nine foot, nine and a half foot. So some of those women can, can dunk. And I think you've got a product you can sell, but I don't know if they'll ever do that, but that's my two cents on it. 
Yeah, no, like I said, it's it's basketball. It's uh, showcasing your athletic ability, and it's let's face it, you know, it's 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 not when you were used to watching LeBron James jump over two or three people. Remember Vince Carter when he on that national team where he jumped over some. I can't. I think it was a French team. The guy's seven feet tall, just clearly over him and dunked over him. That was like, yeah, you're not gonna see that in WNBA. No disrespect, but. That's why we watch NBA. It's just the that athletic ability. It's not going to be in the WNBA. But again, not trying to be anti-feminist. I'm just saying, being a little bit real here. So take it as you will. All right, Robert, thank you so much for taking your time. I wanted to give you a couple of minutes so, again, people can know what you've been up to in social media and where can people follow you. Uh, yeah, so my um, YouTube channel is Outdoors to Go. Uh, that's where I put up some tournament videos and uh, also there's some hunting stuff on there, a couple, some hiking stuff, just anything that's outdoors. Um, and then Kayak Fishing Spotlight. Um, that's also YouTube and that's more of a recap in other people's YouTube channels and recent videos that have come out. Um, and anything that's pertinent uh, in the kayak fishing world. Um, I try to do little snippet videos and keep everybody up to date on that. And the same thing on Instagram, uh, outdoors to go and kayak fishing spotlight. And that's it. Well, Robert, thank you again for taking the time to come in as short notice. I'm looking forward to having you and Cam come up, you know, the faith and fishing duo come up and, yeah. and talk a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, you guys, uh, if, for those of you listening on podcasts, you guys go check that podcast out, Faith and Fishing Podcast. Uh, there's some super great guests on there, uh, anywhere from uh, Jimmy Houston, um, Andrew Hayes, Tackle Talk. I mean, there's a list of uh, huge names that have been on the Faith and Fishing Podcast. So, uh, The guy from guys, Last Guy Can Beers has been out. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, Armando Twice. guy has been on there. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. So, uh, yeah, so you guys check that out. Armando, I appreciate you uh, calling me up. Anytime you need somebody, you just let me know. All right. So for those out there watching or listening, we thank you for tuning in. Remember, if you're going to be on the water, wear your PFDs. If you're going to have a couple of beers while you're at it, just make sure, drink responsibly, make it back home to your loved ones, everybody, and stay hydrated. God, it's hot. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>